0: are tons of podcasts on the internet where the host is underqualified. This is not one of those podcasts. Mark Skelton has a bachelor's in psychology, a master's in clinical mental health counseling, and currently working on his doctorate in clinical psychology. And he has over 10 years of working in the field of psychology. Qualified. Qualified. If it's mental health, psychology, empowerment, and self-improvement, he knows his stuff. During this show, you'll learn about general topics of psychology concepts and theories. Everything from neuroscience, psychology of fear, brain foods, psychoanalysis. What is therapy? What is depression? This is the Skelton Report. And this is your host, Mark Nathaniel Skelton.
1: What's up, family? This is Mark Nathaniel Skelton. Welcome to The Skelton Report, a podcast for the people. If you are joining us for the first time, you are my honored guest. If you're returning, you know that I appreciate the love and the support. Just want to check in with you real quick. Hope all is well. Hope your day is going great. And remember, every day above the ground is a good one. We're going to keep it going with the book review of Breaking the Chains of Psychological Slavery by Dr. Naeem Akbar. Again, just a disclaimer I'm not a spokesman or a translator of his works, just a man standing in the gaps trying to make a hedge for the black community. Remembering that this show is for all people, all right majority population, minority population. George G.M. James from his book Stolen Legacy highlights that hey, we're all in this together. We all need to be re educated on what needs to be done within our black community to fix things and if you're just tuning in we're going through some of the major influences that slavery has had on the african-american mind the african-american psychology and that's the way we're feeling the thoughts and the behaviors that we manifest presently today and once again this is not so that it's a crutch all right but to better understand what needs to be done and learn how to heal. So let's get started with today's episode on slavery's impact on the black family. We have a statistic here published by Statista Research Department from 2021. And it's a research on the number of black single mothers in the U.S. In 2019, there were about 4.15% million black families in the United States with a single mother this is an increase from 1990 levels when there were about 3.4 million black families with a single mother Now I did a little digging and I found the US Bureau of Census a 1993 statistical brief and found that married couples black families was at 48 percent in 1991 all right. This is compared with white families that were at 83 percent. At the same time, uh, the percentage of black families maintained by women with no husband present more than doubled from the years of 1950 to 1991. And so this goes on to impact, as you know, our education, our finances, and our overall social economic status. So keep this. In mind, as we build the case, Dr. Akbar states that probably the most serious effect of all was the impact that slavery had on the African-American family. So in today's episode, the three main points will be the destruction of the African-American family, the black man destroyed as a father and black women used as breeders and were exploited. Let's go ahead and let's get started with Roman numeral one, the destruction of the African-American family. So Dr. Akbar starts off with, the A of this is the purpose of the family. He states that the family is the very foundation of health, um, constructive, personal and community life and without a strong family individual life and community life are likely to become very very unstable. All right? Just think about this from an ecosystem way of life. You know, you can think about this top down or bottom up. If a if a nation is unhealthy, we can take anything. Heart disease, obesity. Usually if a, if a if a nation is unhealthy, its states and its regions are unhealthy, its neighborhoods are unhealthy, all right? And if it, its families aren't healthy and the individual are, Is unhealthy so think about that this goes with good and bad qualities and so if we look at the african-american community we can see consequently that the destruction of the collective african-american right it's not doing too well now and that means it boils down to the families and dr akbar believes that this was done with the destroying of the institution of marriage fatherhood and motherhood during the times of slavery now I want to introduce to you someone within this section His name is William Goodell. He was a Caucasian abolitionist, and he lived from the times of 1792 through 1878. So he actually lived during the time of slavery, and Goodell helped found the New York Anti-Slavery Society, a little background, um, as well as the American Anti-Slavery Society. He had an interest in writing and religion, and he seemed to fight very hard for the equal rights of African Americans. However, Dr. Akbar quotes his book often, The American Slave Code in Theory and Practice, which challenged the practice of slavery on the legal basis. Now, Goodell describes that the laws did not recognize the existence of slave families in the social arrangement of the plantation. Now, on page 19 of Dr. Akbar's book, he quotes uh, Mr. William Goodell. <clears throat> stating that slaves had no rights all right slaves were considered chattel chattel are things chattel is property and property and things are not married mr goodell continues on page 20 about some of the obligations that the husband and our wife has in a marriage the husband promises to protect his wife and provide for her the wife promises to be the helpmeet of her husband. They mutually agree to these promises until death does impart. But the thing is, but what can promises by slave means? He raises this question. A man can't even protect himself, he goes on to say, let alone his wife. It also during slavery a master had unlimited control and full possession of her of the of the wife of her own person and forbids her on pains of death to resist him. If he drags her to his bed. Severs the plighted pair at the will of their masters occasionally. And are forever. <clears throat> Let that sink in for a little bit. So basically he's saying we're not recognizing your marriage. It means absolutely nothing to us, basically. And. And. What kind of impact do you think that has? Dr. Akbar highlights the meaninglessness of marriage during slavery. Slaves conditions essentially undermines the fundamental concepts of marriage. And I think about it today, present day, it's a shame when we look at what our ancestors went through and we walk around, you know, play for life or dating for so long to the point where you don't even get married. But back then, they wanted to get married and they couldn't get married. And when they did, it wasn't even recognized. It's a shame for the Lord. But either way, we're going to keep it moving to better understand this dynamic so that, once again, that we can heal from this. Goodell writes that slavery, too. This is We're going to get into the second point of the African-American male. He states that slavery does away with fathers as it does away with families. All right, slavery has... No use for either fathers or families. All right. When they do exist, they are not the outgrowth of slavery, but are antagonistic to that system. So let's discuss some of the details on the impact on the black man and fatherhood. So Dr. Akbar highlights that the African-American man was basically seen as profit, How was the black man viewed during slavery? Dr. Akbar stated that the black man was evaluated on his ability to endure strenuous work and labor and to produce children. He was seen as a stud and a workhorse, just a means of gain. Listen, the stronger and more children that he could produce was His merit, his claim to life, the greater expansion of the master's slave holdings and the the greater his financial worth. So he was seen as profit. He was defined by his ability, watch this, to impregnate a woman and the magnitude of his physical strength. What is the psychological impact of an individual who is just seen as a stud or a workhorse or a piece of property that can gain another gain, not for himself, but for a number, another. Remember, the cornerstone of true fatherhood are the virtues of protecting, supporting and providing for one's offspring. This is Dr. Akbar's assessment. And so. The psychological impact was, it was a super, super negative impact. See, this behavior of protecting and supporting and providing was not encouraged. And furthermore, especially during slavery, it was not encouraged. Furthermore, it was even met with resistance. So when you was a father trying to protect or support or provide, this was resisted. This was punished. You was labeled as a troublemaker and could even be met with death. Unfortunately, Dr. Akbar asserts that after several generations of such unnatural treatment, the African-American man adapted and began to resist the role of a true father. See, now this is when it becomes pathological. And the results and how it manifests today, Dr. Akbar, just want to put this, just a food for thought, African-American men carry about, carry about the marks of the strong arm stud from slavery. He is the modern day pimp, the play of pimp or the man who delights and leaving neglected babies dispersed around town. Mm. I want you, I want, we got to stop and think about that. We got to park it right here. You see that connection, the archetype. All right. How it's manifesting in different times. Back then he was just used To make babies. These babies were sold around town. Today, man doesn't tie to and commit to a woman, but has babies spread around town. And if you think I'm lying, look at the statistics that we mentioned earlier. A man feels that he's only a man defined by his physical, violent, and sexual exploits. Dr. Akbar goes on to say that the black man tends to leave welfare, not all black men, but we're talking about the ones that if the shoe fits where he leaves where welfare or chance to father his children and he rather fathers his objects, his cars, his clothes, his pad and or his ride. Dr. Akbar emphasizes oft times, however, that society attributes this to a racial trait or a moral weakness within African American men. However, this is a good point. Such irresponsible behaviors do not occur in African men who did not endure slavery. So it seems like it could be the results of the traumas that were endured during slavery. And I hope that makes sense. If you notice, our history, Africans Do not behave in this manner if you check how their cultural traditions are. But also Africans did not go through this type of slavery that we did. And I think that's a really good point to show that African-American men are just not morally weak. And this is not a racial trait. Maybe has something to do that took place years ago on the plantation. Let's turn our attention to black women. How were they viewed? Dr. Akbar highlights that they were seen as a breeder or a receptacle capable of having many healthy children. It's, It's a shame that their splendor, the splendor of the black woman was reduced to financial value or personal pleasure. That she could hold for her master. Now, there was a newspaper advertisement. That uh, William Goodell writes and demonstrates the desirable qualities of the slave woman. And this was uh, outlined in this section of Dr. Naeem Akbar's book. I'm going to go ahead and read it. It says a girl. This is an advertisement for an African-American girl. About 20 years of age, raised in Virginia and her two female children. One four and the other two years old is remarkably strong and healthy, neither having had a day's sickness with the exception of the smallpox in her life. The children are fine and healthy. She is very prolific in her generating qualities and affords a rare opportunity to any person who wishes to raise a family of healthy servants for their own use. Now, I don't know what that does to you, but that's that's uh it's pretty sickening. But this is how the African American woman was viewed. Dr. Akbar goes on to say that <clears throat> African American were forced to mate with the studs that we mentioned earlier, even if there was no real human attachment. I and mean, think about that. You know. And they were expected to be. Receptive to the sexual exploitations of their master, his relatives, or his friends. All right. What do you think the psychological impact of that was? You think that just blowed away or do you think it could unconsciously still be carried on into today? Dr. Akbar believes this abuse began to damage the natural nurturing and dignity of motherhood. Seeing... That their children were conceived out of convenience for an impressor and giving birth to a child who was destined to be raised in the same toxic environment. I'm pretty sure that had to have an impact on the pregnancy and the attachment style of the parent towards the child. Yeah, that's a, There's a whole literature on attachment styles by uh, a theorist named Bowlby. Mary's Ainsworth and how the way that the parents attach to the child has impact on the way the child relates to other as they develop. Dr. Akbar believes that these mothers would often become abusive themselves or on the opposite end of the spectrum, be overly protective in response to these inhumane conditions. What are the results in the manifestation today? Listen to this. He says many frustrated young African African American women are choosing to become breeders in their search for an identity. And at times they become abusive and are overprotective of their children, doing what we call spoiling them and are protecting them from a cruel world, which may explain Some of the failures to launch that take place in the black community, especially in the dynamic I've seen of a single mother. See, myself as a therapist, I've had countless experience of a single mother coming into counseling with her son. All right. And having problems with his behavior and him launching and preparing into life. And it's a very complicated situation. All this is complicated right here. What do we do? How? What are we supposed to do with this information? Well, we need to understand that some of the dynamics we witness and encounter today, okay, the machoism, the avoidance of fatherhood, the overprotection and compensation of our children, the lack and desire to marry one another, <clears throat> may find its roots and foundations in conditions of slavery however remember that dr akbar states that although cultural attitudes and conditions such as unemployment feed these patterns and keep them going the origins of the african-american family problems rest in the plague of slavery and if you listen to earlier episodes this is another one of those Ghost of the plantations haunting us We need to expel it in so many words. We need to capture this and and make it disappear. And the way we do that is talking about it as we are now. If we understand the historical origins of these roles and these patterns, which is archetypes, things that are patterns, then perhaps we will refuse to play them any longer. All right. Remember, we're exploring and being curious as to why we as African-Americans feel, think and behave the way we do in modern times. And the ultimate goal is to understand these dynamics in order to produce change. I said uh, next, we'll be talking about the personal inferiority of African-Americans, and then we're going to go into the liberation section on what we need to do to liberate ourselves from mental slavery. I highly recommend the book, Breaking the Chains of Psychological Slavery. That's all we have enough time for today. It's by Dr. Naeem Akbar. I recommend you get the book, read it for yourself, follow along so that we can all learn together. At this point, I got to go, got to jet, signing off. I'm going to catch you on the next go around. I hope you'll be blessed and I'll be praying for you. Peace.
0: You've been listening to The Skeleton Report. Mark is an expert in mental health, psychology, empowerment, and self-improvement. This show is informative about science, research, and literature within professional psychology. If it's neuroscience, psychology of fear, brain foods, psychoanalysis, diving in depth about therapy and depression, and speaking to stigmas and issues within the minority and church communities. It's all here. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you got some practical and useful Information. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at skeleton underscore neuro. Check out the website at skeletonneurocounseling.com. And if you have questions or comments, email Mark at skeleton neuroscience at gmail.com. Till next time, this is the Skelton Report, signing off for now.